episode of Black Millennial is being brought to you by Black Diamond Construction. Black Diamond is a fully licensed and insured home improvement company specializing in home remodeling, demolition, brick exposure, hauling, and more. Black Diamond Construction serves Philadelphia and the surrounding areas with expert level service and the attention to detail you will come to expect. Call Black Diamond Construction by phone at 267-380-0308 for your next home improvement project or follow them on Facebook and Instagram at BLK Diamond Construction. Well, here we are on, remember one Saturday morning? Is no. that where Pepper Ann came on? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. Then I'm hip because that was my favorite show. It's funny that you just know the lesbian cartoon. I'm not going to call her a lesbian, <laughs> I, but. I know all the lesbian cartoons. Pepper Ann, um, Recess, I was obsessed with Spinelli. I was going to say, was Recess a lesbian cartoon? <laughs> but Spinelli. Spinelli was a lesbian. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was just growing into herself, like. Give the girl a chance. She was an Ashley, though. Well, she was an Ashley because that was her name. That was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she it was, was like Ashley, by birth, like, by birthright. She was an Ashley. <laughs> but she was definitely Spinelli, and that's always been me. Yeah. Um, I like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's just jump right into the show instead of, you know, chatting per usual. Um, yeah, nigga, because you want to be waking up all late. Anyways. Okay, guys, it's 9.38 a.m. <laughs> Okay, some people won't see the sunshine until 2 p.m., but I, here I am, you know, awake and doing my job, which is this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week is sponsored by Lace Fronts. Lace Fronts. La- lace Fronts. Shout out to Yosam, the queen of the Lace Fronts. Is there, a, is there a, like a Lace Front history? Because I feel like people used to talk if about Beyonce having a thing. Exactly. I, you already know that's exactly where I was going. Is that where it came from? She was the first to have She the... wasn't the first one. There's been like definitely people before, but she's the first person that had them like to bring lace fronts into mainstream culture. No, I need you to go sit down cuz I'm recording with Uncle Jim. Okay? Go sitting down means not coming closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> means in another in a different room. Go in the living room. Okay. So I'm about to be ass in one. One. Two. Close my door. Did not close the door. Hold Honestly, on. just say, Chase, just say, I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Hold on. Let's just call it what it is. You don't need, <laughs> you, you had snacks. You had breakfast. Just say, I'm trying to be on the show. Anyways. Um. Okay. So we got lace fronts. Thank you, Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, but they come, they are super advanced now that so, like, advanced to the point where niggas really don't be knowing if it's your hair or not. Well, also, niggas be having lace fronts. Is that a thing, too? Right? That's also a thing. Yeah. Okay. Lace front beards, all that. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Are they be cheating. Um, okay. That's interesting. For sure, for sure. They be cheating. So, okay. Let's just clarify really quick. The lace front is that. There's um there's something with lace in the beard, right? Yeah. I mean, so, or with yeah. So what it is is that it's like a piece of lace with hair connected to it, so that it looks like it's attached to your skin. It looks like your hair is the hair is growing out your skin because of the. It's wow, lace. yo, black people are. Did we invent that? I'm sure. Wow, we. If we didn't invent it, we perfected it. 
Okay. Say it again. Say <laughs> that shit. <again. laughs> That's so very Thanks. true. That's like, like pretty if much you everything. like watch if you watch some of the videos on YouTube. I mean on um like Instagram, it's like mm-hmm. a science, a whole science. Like wow. that's why black people are really amazing. Black Happy birthday, Angela Davis. Happy birthday, Angela Davis. I love that. Okay. Um, this week we're gonna be talking about um something maybe a little scary to people. Um, it doesn't have to be though. It doesn't have to be. Um and that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it because I'm not afraid to talk about it. I don't think that you are either. Um, but before we do that, let's jump into our inspiration content or our mood for the week. Uh, it's real short, um, <laughs> but it's also iconic. Miss Keisha, Miss Keisha, Miss Keisha. I'm oh, not fucking dead. She fucking dead. You ready to fucking die? No, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Miss Keisha. That's all I <laughs> First of all. Like, first of all, if you watch the extended version, which that'll be the link. Um, the extended it, version reminded me so much of my childhood because it just reminded me of, like, when I used to get in trouble with my mom and I used to yeah. go in my room and be like, I hate her. Sorry, oh mom, if you're listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. And I used to do the same exact thing to Miss Keisha. Wow. I just think that it's really funny that that evolved out of Vine. Um, I, I know that plenty of people have talked about this before, um, but we've talked about, like, there has to be, probably in, like, the next five years or so, like, a uh, Vine, like, the stars, like, the where are they now? You know what I mean? Because, like, that little girl that made the Miss Keisha video, she was probably, like, you know, maybe 12 in that joint, right? So yeah, she remember had... the one Vine where, it was, where the guy was like, it's mother... Friday. <laughs> no. He was dancing. <laughs> no, what is that? I gotta mean? find it. I gotta find it. I gotta okay. find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like pe- basically, those people that were like little ass kids now are like either grown or people that were um, they did the ten year challenge, and you know that one meme. It's like a little girl. She's like really upset. She got tears in her eyes, and like her face is all huffing, puffing. Yeah. Whatever. She's like grown. She was like in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And so it's just really funny to see how things have, like, snowballed into other things, which is uh, interesting. All right. Um, Let's jump to our questions for the week. Um, So our topic, obviously, is, like, death. Death and dying. Dying. This sounds so depressing, but it's really not. (laughs) I know, it's not. It's just not, because it's, like, I just think it's something that is worth being discussed, because people are afraid to discuss it, you know? I feel like anything that there's, like, fear uh, in the discussion or there's a feeling like, mm, I don't really know. Like, I'm just going to be quiet about it because I don't really know what happens. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, not say anything. I think mm-hmm. those are the things that are really worth discussing. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Are you afraid of death? Do you, do you avoid talking about it? And how do you specifically want to die? Or not want to die. Okay, first of all, I don't. It's like I don't want to die ever. But um, I'm not afraid <laughs> of. What is that song? By I Logic? don't want to die. <laughs> I just want to be alive. I just want to be alive. No, I think it's I don't want to be alive. I I just want to die. Oh, so well, I'm singing. <laughs> this is the life version. Cause like, who the fuck? But anyway. <laughs> Ew, now that Jordan's stuck in my head, and I hate Logic. Um, anyway, Can Logic say nigga, yes or no? 
No. His dad's a crackhead. A black one. I don't care, but nobody will ever call him a nigger. <laughs> so that's he, why I can't say it. Because he's racially ambiguous? Because he's, yeah. Um, okay. That's trans- also something I want to talk about. Okay. He's transracial. <laughs> but I'm not ready for that today, so let's just move on. Um, am I afraid to die? I am not afraid to die. Um, I obviously do not avoid talking about death because we sought it out to have the conversation about today. Um, but no, I'm just not afraid of death because I feel like death is something that um, like happens in life. All right, this is I'm, I'm going right into it. I didn't even smoke weed in pre- preparation for this. Um, but I was like reading about, uh, my sign, I'm a Scorpio, I've said that before, and one of the, like, I guess, marks of a Scorpio is, uh, they talk about, like, death, in a sense, like, basically dying multiple times within your life, or, like, these old versions of yourself dying, or essentially having to, like, kill relationships, just, like, a lot of different things, and I, I thought about death, like, from that perspective, um, and then I also thought about things that I believe in, like reincarnation, which is like, all right, if I'm reincarnated, that means I had to die before, you know? Right. Um, and so that just made me a lot less afraid uh, of dying. Um, I don't, I wouldn't want to die in some like fiery car crash. I don't think anyone like wants to die that way, you know? Or like, I wouldn't want to die like on some weird ass badass shit but at the end of the day if that's what happened i would be dead so (laughs) what can i really do about it you know i think i don't i I mean it has to happen um for everybody at some point i saw a a tweet yesterday from like some study that said like people who eat fried chicken every day are uh basically they have like a 13 percent higher chance of dying well there you go (laughs) but here but here's the thing like Everybody's going to die, so if it only puts me up 13% to eat fried chicken every day, that's not bad odds. Oh, my God. You feel me? Oh, man. Okay. Those, that's my answers. Those are my answers. How do you feel? Okay. I am not afraid of death. I honestly think I've died before. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'll get into it later in the yeah. questions, but I do think that I have died before. Um. I don't know people are probably like, this bitch is really crazy. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I feel the same way, so. Um, I, I don't avoid talking about it. I know that other people are uncomfortable about it. Like, I always talk about how, like, when my grandmom dies, I always, I always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't, I, I feel it, like, weighing on me. I think, was I to- talking to you about this? I think we did, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be soon, like, in the next five to ten years. I can feel it. I mean, people die. But I people always die, talk yeah. about it. <gasps> Um, because I just had recently lost my other grandmom and I wasn't really affected by it, but I know when GC goes, I'm going to be like in shambles. Um, but how do I specifically want to die? I want to, I definitely don't want to drown and I definitely don't want to burn. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely like, those are like my two things. Car, car accidents are like how I feel like I'm gonna die I, I like I don't know I feel like that is how I died before mm. I don't know why it's such a trigger for me um for some reason I think about freezing to death freezing yeah but I feel like that I, I think I've thought about this before like whether it would be worse to like like be on fire or like burn to death or like freeze to death and I think freezing is definitely preferred no I'm not freezing bro no I mean if I was gonna freeze to point- death 
after a point, if you're on fire, like you you won't feel anything. Like you die soon. Like once you you don't your oxygen, like you can't. Yeah, you get to if a I certain was... point. But if when you freeze, I mean freezing, I guess is the same thing. Like once you're. Yeah, you just blood, be numb. Yeah. Like I, I would just be. I'm I would just go to, to sleep. That's, that just sounds like it's like painful, like some Titanic shit. Yeah, I would just be like, hmm, let me try to go to sleep and see what happens. <laughs> and then just not wake back up, like on some shit like that. Um, when you were talking about your, your grandmother, I just remembered this one time. I was maybe like 14, and one of my younger cousins, like, we were definitely low-key. My grandma's faves. Sorry if any cousins are listening, but you already know what it is. Um, but <laughs> she, we were sitting there with my grandma, and she just goes, Grandma, what's going to happen when you die? And I literally fucking lost it. Like, <laughs> all, like, and we were, it was just all three of us, like me, my little cousin, she was probably like six or seven and uh, my grandma. And we were I was going to ask you which cousin it was, but I'll wait until after. Yeah, we, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know, I have hundreds. Um, but yeah, we were just like, I, I think that that's one thing that uh, I'm not afraid even for other people to pass away. Like, people that, uh, and this will kind of lead into the next question, um, not afraid for, like, my mother or, like, my grandmother to not necessarily be here. Um, I think it's more so, like, the realization that I won't be able to have the the easy the connection, access to them. Yeah, yeah. The not even the connection, because, like, all right, if I mean, we go the connection to... will be there, but, like, the physical, like... Right, the physical like portion. The, yeah. Um, like, when... Being able, next... like, to talk to them, like... Yeah. Yeah, and like even okay. So it says uh, next question is, what do you think happens in the afterlife? Um, I'll let you go. Yeah, go ahead first. So I definitely a hundred percent for sure believe in reincarnation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe that it's like the way that we think. I don't think that it's like a. It, so I read this book. It's called, and I think I talked about it before. Um, it's called Many Masters, um, Many Lives. Mm. Um, actually, I'm gonna find what who the name of the author. Um. But it was about reincarnation. Um, and actually, Deepa <laughs> okay. gave it to me. <laughs> so you know it's deep. Yeah, her, that's literally her name. Deepa. Um, so it's it was a book basically about reincarnation and um, about this man who um, go, starts going to therapy and his therapist starts doing like hypno hypnotherapy therapy or mm-hmm. whatever it's called mm-hmm. um actually i'm trying to find the name of the author okay um yeah many masters many lives by brian weiss it was basically about how like the the way that we live our lives now is because of the lives that we've lived before mm-hmm. so um like the reason why you're scared of certain things the reason why there's certain things trigger you um comes from and a lot of it people say like a lot of stuff like that comes from our childhood but also um like, like what about things, when you're when you're in your childhood right, and there are things that are certain, triggering right, you yeah. they say that that comes from the life that you lived the lives that you lived before mm-hmm. so i don't think that it's like oh i'm gonna come back as like a butterfly or like i think that like our our souls do recycle recycle absolutely mm-hmm. um so, like, that's why I, I think that, like, heaven and hell is, like, a, Ooh, good, a, yeah. Good a like, a, I think that we look at it different, like, 
the way that it's described in you know certain religions is that mm-hmm. like you're going you're going to go into like the the floodgates or you're going to go into like the fiery pits mm-hmm. and i think that it's it's based off of like what your hell is like yes what okay. t- what to you i don't know if you've ever seen the movie silent hill Mm-mm. um you know but it's a, it's demons. a it's a scary movie yeah but that's what it's it's based on it's based on like you living every day your life and you're in hell like your life that you live every day is this you being in hell and you think that it's like your regular life but it's just you being tormented by certain things like this woman i think in the movie her son gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and then um something happens to her son again like it's but that's her hell for her like like something going on something going on with her son but she yeah. keeps reliving it like Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think so I've like, even at least seen like previews and like now I kind of yeah. Get you it. gotta watch it. It's like really, really deep. It's okay. kind of scary, but it's like really okay. deep. But I think that that's what heaven and hell is basically. Like, you don't necessarily go to like a big giant pit in the ground, but it's more so like the conditions that you live in once your soul is is Who finished is here. recycled yeah, yeah. once yeah. once you you finish this life where your soul your next your soul goes in the next life that's what i think i mean i've already felt like personally like hell like hell would be all right if we're talking like on the regular you know what people say about hell is that it's just hot for me like anything over 78 you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i don't i really prefer it to be like a cool like 70 69 all the time mm-hmm. um so yeah, anything over 78, that's all you would need to do to have me in hell. Um, and so I feel like it could be like that for everyone, you know what I mean? Uh, in the same sense, I think the heaven and hell, because um, I also do believe in reincarnation, and I'll get into like some of those things in a moment, but um, I think that when you you figure it all out, not figure it all out, but figure it out enough in this life to be a good person, um, to help others, to share as much of like humanity with humanity as you can, mm-hmm. um, I think you go to heaven, and for he- heaven is like a, a graduation into your next life. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you get to to be uh, better or more advanced than you were, let's say, in the and previous. And even lives. if it's not like, um, even if it's not like you are in like, you're not like a millionaire, right? Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not it's like, not about, but it's, it's not, like, yeah it's like your your soul is more settled or like your mm-hmm. your mental emotional is like you feel more at peace right rather. yeah it's a yeah. it's about peace and it's about mastery you know what yeah, i mean yep. i mm-hmm. think like when you really learn how to master life um and i'll get into like my personal reincarnation feelings like i feel like i have died before i feel like i've been here plenty of times before you know and that's mm-hmm. why a lot of the stuff that like I've gone through in this life, I feel like has been really difficult, but kind of easy too. You know what I mean? Like all of my difficult shit, all of my difficult shit has also come with like a layer of like, hmm, well, that wasn't that bad. You know what right. I mean? Um, and maybe that's just life, you know, after the fact. In hindsight, you can look at things like it wasn't that terrible. Um, but yeah, I think in the afterlife, like we get to um, come back into a different <clears throat> kind of life. Um, I'm gonna get into my Rick and Morty theory in one second, but I'm going to talk about like connection to the dead, quote unquote. Um, one of the reasons why I said a moment ago that I'm not really afraid of like 
my mom or my grandmother like passing away um is i feel like i've had moments like in my adulthood um or just even in my childhood where like i'm away from my mom and i can like hear my mom's voice still you know like you know you don't need to be doing you know I mean such and such or you know what like don't be so hard on yourself because like i'm your mom and i'm proud of you you know what i'm saying this is like right. outside of my mom's physical presence mm-hmm. so i so it doesn't I, I i don't fear not being able to like uh connect with her physically because we have like a really deep spiritual connection me and my mom's birthdays are a day apart i've said that plenty of times so we're like um very much the same um but my my Rick and Morty theory about <clears throat> excuse me the multiverse or like where we are within the multiverse. life, huh? The multiverse. The multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, like I don't, Rick and Morty is like real weird. I only watched it a couple of times, like kind of recently. I can't watch it. Why? Because it's just it, like it gives me anxiety. It is a little bit. Anxiety-ish. I mean, anytime I try to watch it, I'm, I'm like high, but okay, yeah. So what I always have like I'm always like I can't, I can't. But so, you know what I really want to get into? What? Since we're on a uh, Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. People like that. But that's about, like, different stuff. It's super deep, they say. It's super deep, but it's about, like, gems and, like, it's, like, I don't know. Um, I've watched that a couple times, too. Um, but basically, we have this feeling or, like, we have this belief that we live in a universe. Like, a UN, UNI, Universe, that's, like, singular. Right. Um, and then a multiverse is, like basically tons of universes okay you know how we believe that history is chronological like mm. there was like the 1600s 1700s 1800s and 19s and twos and here we are now um i think that history is happening everything's happening at the same time you know what i'm saying so like i low-key believe in time travel that's different <laughs> we'll get there one so day do you we'll think be- that like when we die that we mm-hmm. go into another universe yes absolutely okay Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's why like, I haven't thought it through that much. Like I haven't like mm-hmm. broke it down into like scientifics, but I definitely know that it's like some shit. Yeah. I, I feel like know. we, we, and it's, I think of it as like a dimension. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, when we say like, Oh, we're going to another dimension or whatever, but literally it's <laughs> like a, okay, don't play. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I look at it that way. Like I look at it like, um, if you guys have ever seen interstellar, Big, big, big mood. Big ass, great movie. Like best, one of the best movies. Um, but just explaining, like, there are like lots of different um, areas within space or within this galaxy or whatever, or whatever. However scientific you want to get it, or however spiritual, however spiritual you want to be with it. Um, there's a lot of different space out there, uh, and so. In the same way that it would be weird to, like, not believe in aliens because, like, all these fucking galaxies or whatever, I just think it's weird to believe, like, this is the singular thing that we are brought here for. It's to, like, live this life for, like, you know, maybe 70 to 100 years and then go in the dirt and turn into mushrooms. Does some people think that? Yeah, actually, a big thing about shrooms. so cynical. Oh, what? no, I thought she was talking about something else. I thought she was talking yeah. about, like, some people think that, which this is the thing. Some people think that, basically, when you die and they bury you, like, and, like, mushrooms are something that grows from the earth. So they believe that when you, like, take mushrooms and eat mushrooms, that basically you're, like, taking on souls of, you know, dead Oh, people. that's deep. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking. You think know who I told was... me that? First initial C, last name McFarlane. 
Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> shot. Any but other thoughts about the afterlife? Yeah. I think that... Uh, I think that people that think that, like, we die, we live, we die, it's over. I think that's so cynical. I think that, like, there's no hope in it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when people don't believe in God. And don't get me wrong, like, whatever. Believe whatever you want to believe. But it's just, like, that that would be boring as hell. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's a boring theory. Like, yeah. If you just live your whole life to just, like, now, like, I mean, I guess now this is, like, the, the segue to the next, the next question. Like, mm-hmm. if you live your whole life to, like, just die. Get on Twitter and jerk <laughs> off? If that's you- all that this is? It's like... I mean, for it's some so people. weird that now that that's considered like the the way to do it. What? Just to get on Twitter and jerk off? No, I was just saying those as, as two different actions. Oh, I I know that people. Um, oh. let's just segue for one second. We'll come back to the question. I know that people are into Twitter porn, right? <laughs> I am just that. Just stop, okay? I want everyone to stop with the Twitter porn because, like, sometimes I just be in public and I'm just trying to catch up on the news, see what's happening with the government <laughs> shutdown and whatever. And it's two o'clock and I'm seeing back shots on my <laughs> on my fucking timeline. Yeah, pretty od. Also, like, bad. I don't want to like accidentally, I guess, like a Twitter post uh, or like a Twitter porn post, you know, because I feel like that's something quick they'll bring around. They'll turn around and bring that, you know, what I mean, when you get in your career, like, oh yeah, so uh, looks like you're a pastor. I'm sorry, um, but we you we went into your likes. Host the Grammys because. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just talking about you know when I try to. Um, when reinve- are you gonna try to be I, a pastor? <laughs> when I reinvent myself as a, a community activist, <laughs> they were like, um, but you uh. Oh, I'm not even gonna say it what I was just gonna say. You, it shows that you like to watch gangbanging. I'm not even gonna. So you're against video. you're against gangs, but you were watching gangbang porno throughout all of 2017 and 2018. <laughs> I just could you speak on that, right? And I just don't want to ever have to speak on it. So, um, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. What do you want to accomplish before you die? Um, also within this question is, what do you want your tombstone to say? Here lies the body of my... <laughs> <laughs> Here lies the body of the mother of my children, both wow. living and dead. <laughs> you can keep going because I know you know the whole thing. <laughs> Most bomb pussy whose sleep was evaded. <laughs> Honestly, I know that some some Beyonce stan has already like paid for that to be on their tombstone. If that's not on my tombstone, somebody's getting fired. I'm haunting somebody's somebody. getting haunted. I'm haunting somebody <laughs> in the next life if that's not on my tombstone. Wow. So, mom, prepare now. I don't know why I feel like I'm gonna die before my mom. I always say that. I don't know. I feel like I I feel like I am. I hope I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna live until. You at, think you're going to live until forever? Yeah, like probably at least until 150, 200. I, I, I thought that I died before um, the day that I took that edible. Oh well, I didn't God. really take an edible, but I just licked the, the oil from a pen. 
I thought oh, yeah. that I died. I remember I told you I, I kept saying that I was dying. Like, I, I, this is what an overdose feels like. Yeah, but I thought you were just strong. I mean, I just knew you no, were no, 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 because no, no, I was no. sober. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I wasn't sober, but I was more sober than you were. I really felt like I died that day. Mm-hmm. And I came back to life. But no, like, and I'm not even kidding. Like, I really felt like I died. Like, I still to this day feel like I died that day. Like, What really do you died. feel like? So what made you feel like you died that day? Because I was completely out of control. Like, I, I feel like my I didn't have any control of like my body, my my mm-hmm. mind, my like anything. I had, had no control, and I Do felt you th- like. Go um, ahead. You're you're a Taurus. I'm a no, Taurus. And I'm you know I'm not even like deep into the astrology shit, but like just enough to like where it makes sense. But yeah, I think that that same thing that death that I was talking about as we started, um, that comes with like my my sign sometimes, is. Like, all right, this shit got to die. You know what I mean? The person that you've been for the past five years is not the person that you can be in the next in the next five. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you know uh, how I don't really hang out with or, like, do much association with, like, people other than, like, y'all, you know, me as my friends and my family from, like, where we grew up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, anyone that I saw in high school or, like, I was cool with in high school, I I just don't. You know what I mean? And for me, like, that was a death. Like, that person had to die so that this person could exist. You know what I'm saying? But if I was still that person, I would never be able to be this person. And so that's those are, like, the deaths that I think about that happen, like, within life um, on the regular. And so sometimes even, especially smoking, will, like, make you feel that way, too. Um, but, like, especially in experiences that I've had, like, let's say when I was higher, I was on, you know, whatever... Um, I've definitely felt like, hey, this is transitional. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, this is me leaving where I once was and going to where I'm about to be. So, um, that still makes sense. Like, what you're saying definitely makes sense. Um, yeah. All right, so what are we accomplishing? What are you doing? So, things that I want to accomplish. Um, I just want to have my kid, like, be a decent human, functioning human, high-functioning human before I leave. Um, that's number one. And I also want to have just something. I want to have done something for the advancement of the advancement or like wellness or empowerment of black women. Mm-hmm. I want to have like either set up a fund or like, like research something or like, found out something about like black maternal health that like saves lives i don't know i don't know what exactly it'll, it will be or it's going to be but um i feel like i'm working in that now like working towards that now every day mm-hmm. like um just being like vocal and like outspoken about like the things that we're, we're working on and like the things that we speak on mm-hmm. um but just doing that and like having done something to advance or empower the black woman for sure so yeah yeah. um okay um my tombstone i wanted to say i was just thinking about that as you know we were preparing for this but um i wanted to say like just a nigga right (laughs) but i want the a to be like this in stone i want it to be crossed out in stone and the to be put on top. So instead of not, it's not just a nigga, I'm the nigga. The nigga. Okay. Um, All right, girl. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 
That's all I want oh on my, my tombstone. God. Oh my god. Um, no name. I don't want my name. I don't want anything else. I just want the nigga, but with the A crossed out. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, what I want to accomplish, I guess, yeah, same thing. I'm working on it like every day. Um, but I want to impact the way that Black people uh, are seen and the way that we see ourselves. Um, I want to impact like what blackness looks like as an aesthetic you know what i'm saying Um, and not just as an aesthetic but like based on all the things that we are and that we feel and that we experience and that we've brought to the culture um i want to standardize that in a sense Mm -hmm. and make it something that is um celebrated and that uh I i feel like there's so many facets within blackness you know what i mean um but i do feel like a lot of times uh, I'm working right now with a lot of you know, a couple different businesses and things to like kind of bring their um, the look of their content up to speed and like up to the future. Um, and I feel like that's a secondary thing for Black people sometimes. Right. Um, and I'm trying to make it a primary thing. You know, um, one of those things where like we care just as much about the the quality of uh, what it looks like we're doing as we do what we're actually doing. You know. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to help, uh, any black person that I can around me be great. And if there's a white person that is around me and they, uh, are able to find greatness, um, through seeing me be great, that's great as well. Um, but my specific goal is to aggressively help black people uh, I, I, find their so greatness. So the other day I tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted and I said, whenever I say anything about like my passion or my purpose in life being... Um, to basically the like the advancement, the the wellness and encouragement of black women and people say colored women or all women. I said what I said. I said black nigga. <laughs> I am a black person, so I can only speak on the black experience. Period. Not only that, um, I only care about black people. <laughs> I okay. Well, there's that. What I was just gonna say, and like this is where I've been in my and like in the content game, like very recently, is black first content, right? right? Like we live in a space where whether or not it's spoken for. Okay, I'm not going. Yeah, I think we're kind of like through the questions, so we can start to transition actually to the next section called white trash. <laughs> um, it's a new section. Um, it's 2019. We introduce a new stuff slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. There's a new section called White Trash. Um, the first person I'm going to talk about, or the first people, is like those little fucking, I want to say a word that I'm just not going to say. Um, dirty um, little MAGA kids that were like in the face of the Native American or Native gentleman. So you know this started as a like a battle between the MAGA kids and Israelites, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, who... I mean, at the end of the day, like, the black Israelites or Hebrew Israelites, like, these niggas have been around. And don't get me wrong, some of the shit they be saying is on point. But a lot of the shit they be saying or the delivery is off. Yeah. It's drawing. It's very based in, like, mis- misogyny and, like... And it's based um, in white supremacy, for real, yeah, for real, still. It's, it, it's still... Oh, my God. The rhetoric is terrible. It's literally just, like, it's the white people shit flipped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, like, I'm tired of us using white people as a standard when, at the end of the day, I don't want to be anything like them. Right. But I'll leave that there. Um, but the little MAGA kids, like, oh, whatever, fuck them. I already said this. They're going to hell. Their parents are going to hell. They went to a super, like, 
uh, whitish. It was all boys school. And like they basically had no students of any other color there. Um, in like the last like maybe 10, 15 years, there's one or two like this one kid. I think he was uh, Indian, like actual like not Native American, but like from India. From India. Um, and he got like basically like like not kicked out of the school, but he basically like dropped out like this is way too much for me, you know. Um, and so just like those are the places where in 2017, 2018, 2019, these years were like, oh, that doesn't happen anymore. Those are the places where racism is being bred and allowed to flourish because nobody's having to put them near like they're for no reason are they having to be sensitive to anyone. Right. Right. And then they get to do shit like go on the Today Show. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to like content. Yeah. Right. Oh my they God. go on the Today Show and like, oh, you know, they're not that bad. Blah, blah, blah. This is what was going on. Like at the end of the day, I, I tweeted about this, that the Today Show, their audience is white people. Mm -hmm. Right. They make white first content. Because at the end of the day, the people that they want to please, like the, you know, they got Rachel Ray to come on there and she do a little cooking segment. They got fucking Martha Stewart come on there. She teach you how to sew a button onto a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just white first content. They ain't got no niggas on there. Nobody did the electric slide. There was no Frankie Beverly before <laughs> I let go. Y'all don't give a fuck about us unless Beyonce drop an album. Right. Period. And so, like, why should we be afraid to make content that uplifts our people why should we be afraid to make content or why should we shy away from making content that is specifically for us when at the end of the day like that's what other people are doing um one of my things to stand when we'll get there later is like uh killer mike's trigger warning and one of the things that he calls out in there i'm gonna say it now i'll probably say it again when we get there that uh basically money going out of the community right um it takes in the asian community 28 days for a dollar to basically circulate out of the community. So for just about a month, they can keep it within the Asian community. Jewish communities, 23 days. Uh, Caucasian communities, 21 days. Black communities, six hours. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it just there's just something different about how we choose to focus on our own things versus just like the only people who really want assimilation or who want equality is us. Right. They don't want that. Um, also on white trash, Donald Trump is ghetto as fuck. This is actually uh, white people ghetto this month. Um, <laughs> or white trash month. Since they always want a black history, uh, you know, why don't we got a white history month? You got it. It's January. And you know what you guys did? <laughs> you did the fucking, the MAGA kid shit. You did, Donald Trump had um, people eating McDonald's cheeseburgers and in the fucking. back on the MAGA kids, like. Did you see that now they're trying to like be like the Native American man has a has, has a criminal record. First of all, his criminal record was that he was underage drinking. So this man was already Amer and that's all Native Americans because well, we fucking genocide. Right. Furthermore, this man is like basically he looked like he was like 90 years old. Don't get me wrong. So if he was underage drinking, this had to be in the, the 10s or the 20s or the 50s or that's something. Funny. That's my Master P voice. Um but like that's just dumb. Like they do that for literally everybody. But let's. But we can't talk about them having uh, at the high school. I forget what it, Covington. I believe Covington Catholic uh, is a school. But oh, they the had. Yeah, that's the name of their school. They had. Um, it was like a basketball game or whatever. They did like a blackout, right? So like all the kids were wearing black, but then some of the kids were like wearing full like black face, black like you know what I mean like completely painted black, and they were playing a black team. 
like, like a team that was like primarily black kids. So they were, it was a basketball game and they're like on the sidelines, like screaming in full blackface. And it's like, and y'all want me to feel sorry for this bitch? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I don't. I don't. That's going to forever be a mood. Somebody posted that randomly. Like, I've been seeing it getting posted a lot since, <laughs> since, since the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't feel sorry for these kids at all. Not even slightly. They all can go to hell. And the thing is, is that someone pointed out when um, when black kids make a mistake or do anything. or like, They're adults. They don't have to. They don't get PR teams. They don't get to sp- have interviews, and they're shot in the street, and they're like fucking chastised and dumbass shit. Like that little boy, he his whole interview, he you could like he had a speech written for him. Yeah, he, he had people. Yeah, he had a whole team. And the thing is, PR like team. Tamir Rice couldn't get a PR team. Mike Brown couldn't get a PR team. Trayvon Martin can't get a PR team. Right. right. In fact, y'all will turn around and say every single small thing that these kids have done. It's the same way that like, uh, remember, you know, anytime any young black person, uh, man or woman, boy or girl, you know what I mean? Uh, does something in the public. Remember that little girl who, and I say little girl cause that's what she was. She was probably like 15 or 16, but she got into it like with the police and they were like dragged her. It was like that yeah, pool party. Put her in right. It, yep. But they want to call her a grown woman and this, that, and the third and whatever. But like Ryan Lochte, remember he was doing the shit where he was like stealing in Brazil or whatever. And no, they're like. He lied and said. <laughs> what did he do? He lied and said the three black guys robbed him. Okay. Right. <laughs> when it didn't happen. And he's like, they're like, oh, well, he's just a boy. This nigga is 36. Right. And so I just don't really understand. I mean, I do understand. At the end of the day, like, it's a lot easier for white people to see uh, their their own selves as human, you know? And it's a lot more difficult for them to see us that way. Right. Um, I want to move on because I'm getting mad. Um, let's talk about Firefest. This is another part of uh, White Trash Month. <laughs> um, I watched the second documentary last night, so. Okay, so now you're all caught up. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Billy McFarlane, what's his Mc, Billy McFarlane? Billy McFarlane, yeah. He is fucking cold dis- genius. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> Not that. Not that. Oh. Not that. I mean, it, it's it's if honestly, if the people of the Bahamas weren't affected by it, then I probably wouldn't care as much. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, because the only people that were really scammed out of money were. Rich, privileged white kids. Okay. Um, secondly, I don't know why anyone would listen to or want to follow anything that has to do with Ja Rule in 2008. Was it 2018? 2017? Okay, first of I all. I also remember when that shit was going up. Cause I remember when, like, this thing was being promoted. And I was like, oh, this looks dope. Like, this looks banging. Oh, I was saying, like, I must not be rich enough because I don't remember seeing it get no, promoted. I remember like, seeing it. I remember it wasn't in my it. feed. Well, mm-hmm. you be following the um, card trashians. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, mean, I like, didn't. Chanel Iman was posting, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was in the original commercial or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I mean, I didn't remember seeing any of it until basically it was going bad. And then even then, I, like, didn't really understand how bad. Yeah, um, but also, bad. don't hate on Ja Rule, because at the end of the day, the only thing that Ja Rule did wrong was getting a beef with 50 Cent. <laughs> for real, for real. Because before that, everybody was just living it up. 
Um, I think the guy, Shut Billy McFarlane, low-key, was really smart. I think the illegal stuff obviously was illegal. I'll leave it at that. The thing is, is that I didn't think it was that bad until I wa- watched the second one last night on Netflix. So oh, and when you Hulu. saw the, the tents and the shit? And the, yeah. yeah. So, like, the one on Hulu didn't go into as much depth. Um, and it also didn't, like, the people, the people <laughs> that worked for him. Yeah, like, so, the guy with the ponytail, uh, the yoga instructor. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah, was yeah. dropping the tea, like. Yeah, he, he was really funny. I wish he, he was in both of them. Both of them, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he was basically, like, just, like, saying, like, from the beginning, this shit was, they knew it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I think that. Do you do you honestly think that he was scamming from the beginning, or do you think that he really thought that it could work? Mm, here's the thing. I'm gonna be honest. I think that in his mind, in his uh, like demented mind, he thought that it could work. And I think that he knew that some of the stuff that he would have to do would be scamish, mm-hmm. um, in order to make it work. But I think that he thought that it could work. And I like I, honestly, um, the company that I worked for right before this, um, I as I was watching these documentaries, it made me think a lot of that company because in what way? Um, in the in the way that like shit is impossible, but they will send emails and smile and be like, yeah, well, no, it's totally fine. Just you know, uh, let us know how it works out. You know what I'm saying? Um, knowing that this shit is just not going to work. Right, like when he said that, um, spoiler alert for anybody, like, I mean, if you haven't watched it, I hate when, like, come yeah, on, just like, like catch y'all up, just catch mustard. up. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, like, when he said that he sent him an email, like, there's going to be no way that this is going to work. There's going to be 300 and something people mm-hmm. without adequate, like, anything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, at least they'll get to see your smiling facing. Right. That's exactly moves. that's exactly how they would be like in the company. But I think that that was I don't even know if that was that Billy or was that the guy? Grant? That was Billy. That was Billy. OK, OK. Um, I thought it was like other people. Like what they were saying mm-hmm. is there was a greater a bigger company like fire was a bigger company that they were working for. And yeah. it seemed like he was it seemed like a lot of like the corporate people, quote unquote, were like it that. Was, it was fucked up because he was still living in a penthouse and then he mm-hmm. called his employees and said, so I'm not firing anyone. But y'all, but everybody's guys working for free, basically. Aren't getting paid. And if you choose to quit, then that's on you. You cannot get any like, because he had no money. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have money because even when he got arrested at the end, like when he got sentenced, they seized $26 million from him. Like, so he was just pocketing it. So like, he was doing something with it. He was moving something to some account. That's that's why I say that's offshore smart. Accounts. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Like if you gonna do some scam shit, at least have like a little backup, have a little protection. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, last thing I guess to say about the Firefest shit is um, I'm doing a festival. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we're holding the Black Millennial Festival. We're holding the Black Millennial Festival. You can get twenty five thousand dollar cabanas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we do um, luxury beach it was beds. So, and it was so crazy to think that, like, as as he was running out of money, he would go, all right, well, let's just throw a party. 
Right, or let's just do something to make some money. That is called a businessman. Oh, the last thing I did want to say about the two documentaries, because one being produced by Hulu, uh, one being produced with Netflix, the the Hulu one is definitely a little slower, a little bit more informational. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did have the guy Billy in that, and it's also because apparently they paid him to be in it. And same thing, like, what documentary I'm going to be in? The one that pays me. Right. That's business. And Um, the thing is, is even in the documentary, he mm -hmm. never, like... He never said that like he did cop any, to doing anything cop wrong. To doing yeah. anything. Nope, not at all. Anything. That's smart. Um, but the other documentary, the Netflix one, that was actually produced by Fuck Jerry, like by the the guys who basically were a part of it. They, I guess, have a little deal with Netflix because they have that. It is um, so crazy. We were just we were just talking the, about Fuck Jerry. And- yeah, the Insta Famous show that's also on Netflix. Um, so I think they have some sort of deal with them. So I kind of took like a lot of the stuff with a grain of salt in that, John, because at the end of the day, like y'all are, y'all are trying to make this look like, Hey, it was a dope thing for us to participate in and we don't have anything to do with it at the same time. And like, right. mm, you can't do both. Right. And you know Absolutely. how they say, get you somebody that can do both, but not here. That's, they also say that about, Never mind. Okay. What is that? Okay. Um, somebody can do both. They, I don't know. I just used it when I dressed like a dyke one day and then dressed like a girl the other day. Okay. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Get you somebody that can do both. I never mind. That's another show. Um, <laughs> um, I've this... had so much coffee this morning. You ready for the second shut in? I haven't had any or pot. So, um, second shut in. I'm going to bring some pot to your house. Oh, well, Amanda Seals things come on tonight. Oh, does it? Yeah, 10. Oh, we're watching that drone for sure, though. Yeah, for sure. Let's um, get potted and watch Amanda Seals. I'm so excited. Great. Um, right. No, let's do Tweets on Fire, actually, first. Tweets on Fire? Cause the only Tweets on Fire! That I have is a, <laughs> is a Tiana Taylor and Iman drone, which was, like, not real. I do real. it every week now, so I have to, I can't just not do it I know, it keep anymore. it consistent. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's really the microphone. I know, you just feel like, oh, I feel great, so I have to do this. <laughs> I really think I'm Beyonce. <laughs> um, Tia, um, Iman Shumpert did not get a very light-skinned young lady pregnant. Or was she white? Um, but he didn't get her she, pregnant. She was white with spice. Okay, seasonings. Um, <laughs> yeah, didn't get her pregnant. However, Tiana Taylor was um, feeling up on my baby mom Dreya, real right? hard. You seen that? I thought that was a man at first. I'm like, isn't Dre engaged? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I thought it was a man, but it wasn't. It was Tiana Taylor. She is engaged. Oh. But um, Damn. I don't think Damn. she's ever going to get married. But I don't know. I'm here for it. I like single Dre. I like fun Dre. Sometimes she reminds yeah, me I of like a white woman. My wholeness has been deleted, Dre. I fuck with Dre. I do too, even though she left her kid in the house. Um, yeah, she's like a bad mom, and she... No, she was a bad... Well, no, she yeah, still she is. Remember, she didn't want to read his homework. <laughs> she didn't want to read her son's homework. Cook, yeah, so that's But, bad. like, she's sexy. And she's a good businesswoman. So, like, just keep a nanny. She got the money for I a nanny, that. so just keep a nanny, sis. Like, I feel that. It's a, I feel that's that. A, motherhood um, looks different for everybody. If you love your kids and you can afford a nanny, then you don't need to nurture them as much. Hey, I'm here for it. I personally can't afford a nanny, so I have to lock my kid out of my room. <laughs> I have to lock him out of the room. And take some time. And take some time to record this podcast while I feed him party muffins. I hope you guys know that's what the breakdown was for, because Chase wanted some party muffins, okay? Well, there we are. Um, what did Chris Brown... Never mind. Yeah, let's not even talk about it. Um, 
I was gonna ask what he did. He's on the, the list, but it, I, yeah, let's, let's just talk not. about it. Um. Okay. Um. Gina Rodriguez. Quick, I, I, I don't know if that tweets on fire or sick and shut in, but like. No, she could be tweets on fire because I'm not playing yeah. for her. Um, Gina Rodriguez, who plays um, what's the show called? Jane Vir- Jane the Virgin. So she okay. is a Puerto Rican woman. Um, she recently was in an interview, probably a couple years ago maybe i mean i'm gonna say a couple months ago like maybe like six months ago she was in an interview and i think it was um yara and maybe ellen ellen pompey pompeo yeah they were all in Mm -hmm, sure was um an interview together and i think for for vanity Vanity fair Fair. and she and i think it was sway right was it sway i don't know whoever the whoever the interviewer was asked Sway was definitely not interviewing for Vanity Fair, no, but... but she, she went on Sway in the morning. She just was on Sway in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she definitely um, was. So, someone said um, about Yara was, like, her influence on black women and young black women. And, like, and Gina Rodriguez kept correcting and saying all women or, like, women of color. And he was like, no, I said black women. Right. No, I said black women. So then she was like, they harassed her and her and on Twitter, of course, and Instagram and, and was calling saying that she was anti-black. So she, in the comments, in the comments, basically saying she was anti-black because she kept doing that. And um, she goes on Sway in the morning like a week ago <laughs> and she gets on there and she starts like fake crying and saying oh like, you know, I, I don't know why anyone would say I'm anti-black because I'm I'm Puerto Rican. Like, my dad is um, Afro-Latina. He's dark-skinned. And then, like, two hours later, somebody finds a picture of her and her dad. And he's white. Pale. Wow. Pale as fuck. <laughs> Just tell the mm-hmm. truth, baby. Like, people, Rachel Dozel, they found out Rachel Dozel had white parents in, like, three like, hours. And she wasn't even famous. Right. That's ridiculous. Like, um, so fuck Gina Rodriguez. Never was a fan. Never watched Shane the Virgin or anything else he did. Um, well, all right, let's talk about Kamala Harris. We can actually. This is a tweets on fire slash sick and shut in. Um, I, okay. I so, listen. Ka- go ahead. So you go. Sh- Kam- how how are we pronouncing it? Kamala. I think Kamala. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala. Or Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. Kamala? Kamala. I feel like Kamala is too much like Tamala man. Kamala. So let's go with Kamala. Kamala. Alright. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris recently announced on Martin Luther King Day that she was running for president. Okay. She is a black, what, senator? Um, she Congress. is, yes, senator. yes, yes. Sen- no, senator, senator from yeah. California. Um, who has mm-hmm. a history. Her job before was she was a prosecutor, which means mm-hmm. she put people in jail. We talked about her like a week ago, I believe, before she even announced this. Um, yeah. She puts people, she put people in jail. Um, and as a black woman, she, I guess, is looking for the black vote. So there's been Duh. a lot of, um, you know, just conversation about whether we should like you know vote for her because she is a black woman or you know um but so it's just been causing a stir number one besides the fact that she is married to a white man okay that's not my number one red flag i mean it's nothing i uh, 
to me, there's nothing wrong with interracial relationships, but... To you. But I do look at people that date white people, black people that date white people. I do look at them in a... It, just a, qu- a, little, a little different. Differently. I just question it because mm-hmm. certain things just... just uh, there's almost always motive behind it on one of the sides right. or the other. If it's not the black woman's motive, it's the white man's right. motive or vice versa. If it's not the, you know what I mean, black man's motive, it's the white woman's right. motive. So, so, yeah. Um, so, also, she, she is, like, fishing. At this point, I think that she is, like, doing shit purposely to, like, gain black people's attention. Like... Her PR person posted a video of her rapping Cardi B, dancing to Cardi B. Mm-hmm. With her edges out. Like, what you mean with her edges out? Like, <laughs> she had she had her like hair pulled back, and actually the guy that I fucking hate, Tariq Nasheed, said something about like, oh yeah, they're trying to make her look extra black with her edges <laughs> out, and I just thought that that was really funny. <laughs> um, but like, this is my thing. All right, I'm like uh, a little bit political, or I'm actually a decent amount political. Like, I just like pay attention to know what's going on um to be well informed but like uh here's what i'll say uh kamala harris in terms of or kamala harris whoever we're going (laughs) with this week um has definitely been um interesting to watch over the past few years it's been interesting to see um how she's like kind of called some of these white men to task um but like i'm still not giving you a pass for the shit that you did you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, she's from California. She was first district attorney in San Francisco. Um, in Oakland, I think before that, that's where she is from. Like, you you is locking niggas up where you're right. from. You know what I'm saying? So that means you got no problem locking niggas up across the country. I think that there are also, like, things that we should dig. I'm going to dig into the record before I go, like, you know what I mean, completely off um, on her. But I think that there are definitely things that... Um, she voted for like ICE, right? Like the protection of ICE wow. that I don't fuck with. Um, and also um, they said that she has like said things and um, I, I don't know if about sex workers. Oh yeah. 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 Like basically uh, there's a lot of sex work in, especially in like the Bay area. Um, but you know, in where she was from um, and in California in general. So she basically helped get back page shut down. And like, which, okay, which I'm not saying is a completely bad thing because Backpage was a very, very large platform for child and human trafficking. Like trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. that was also a safe space for, for, for sex, sex workers. workers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like now it, it transitions from like being on the internet to like being on the street you know also um like craigslist at the same time because craigslist started in san francisco but like basically it was like there can't be any online um classifieds or whatever or like what is that Mm -hmm. what they call it like classifieds for like uh like mutual interest or whatever um i don't even know if the craigslist remember craigslist had like the misconnections thing where it's like if you were in a whole foods and you saw somebody somebody, but you don't know yeah Yeah. i don't even know if they have that anymore you know um but yeah, it was it was a big thing. Like, 
you know, people basically have to turn back to being directly on the streets, you know, um, which can be more dangerous and things like that. So, yeah, um, Kamala Harris, we watching you. Just yeah, know that we watching you. I never should, giving. Yeah, we should ahead. just never give anyone our vote because they are black or because mm-hmm. um, they, they went, went to Howard, Howard or and, and are an AKA. Right. Oh, she's an AKA. Mm-hmm. See, you like my got my got my vote. <laughs> you said what? I said you. You like mm, she might have got nah, my vote. Nah, not no AKAs. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh yeah. This is a Delta. Okay. This is. A, um, a, I, this I is do a know Delta. that. I do know okay. that to be true. <laughs> this is, we are all Deltas here. <laughs> um, I'm not a Delta. My sister's a but, Delta, y'all. Yeah. DST. Um, but yeah, it's just it's uh oh, we we watching you. That's yeah, all like I'm gonna say. it's important. It's important attention. that we do a lot of research on. Whoever it is that we're voting for, um. So, so my thing is, Jim. Okay, my question to you is, mm-hmm. if say someone like I'm just gonna throw out any names, but like Bernie Sanders and or um Joe 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 Biden. Not a fan of Joe. But either. if we, if those end up being like bet- between the people that we have to vote for, and someone that is white seems to have better interests for us you think that's number one do you think that's possible that a white person can have better interests for black people um they can they can have a better platform um i i did see this really interesting article about how this is like when hillary clinton was running for president but how she could potentially be better for black people than barack obama Mm -hmm. would be um the only thing that i think about like having a black president and maybe not now that we've had this piece of shit that we've had for like whatever amount of weeks or years or however long this shit is fucking nightmares been going on um but if a black person if barack obama specifically became president and the first thing that he did is said you know reparations (laughs) like right people will lose their shit you know what i'm saying but if hillary clinton became president and the first thing she did was reparations Nobody would blink an eye. You know what I mean? People would be like, wow, she's a fucking radicalist. She's for the nigs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So I do think that it's possible that, like, uh, a white face could get white people to calm down while we get the things that we deserve. I think that, yes, that's possible. But uh, I am, I believe in progression. Um, I'm whoever's the most progressive. I was finna fuck around and vote for Dr. Jill Stein. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah. So as of just, right now, I believe there are six women candidates. That's progression period. Okay. That's progression period. But I'm talking about like progression in terms of like the candidate is saying like pro- pro- less right. like progressive. Yeah, yeah, like um, there's a uh, I think a bunch of European countries, and it was somewhere else uh, this past week. I think Brazil was a part of it. It's just a bunch of a group of countries. We're not a part of it because obviously we don't care about being here. Um, for much longer, but uh, this week banned um, cars, basically cars that are like non-hybrid. So either it has to be a hybrid car or Real, an electric it's car. Crazy. But it's crazy. But like, like our like our president really does not believe in global warming. He doesn't believe literally. in science. We ha- like, like like literally, yeah. he does not believe in scientific facts. Things that we have like hundred percent facts. It on. was fifty-two mm-hmm. in the morning, and it was eight yeah. at night. Degrees, by the way, fifty-two degrees in the morning, eight degrees before the day ended. But okay, um, huh, let's knock these two out. Literally, 
And then I want to talk about Celebrity Big Brother and three things. Um, Erica Badu, Taraji P. Henson, I love you, black women. I love you, black women, as black women. But I love you enough to let you know. That you are wrong. That you're wrong. I am Mm -hmm. so, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so over this fucking conversation of, R. Kelly is being persecuted because he's a black man. R. Kelly is, we have to protect our black men. They didn't do this to Harvey Weinstein. They, number one, R. Kelly is a rapist. Period. He is, (laughs) he is, there's nothing, there's nothing to, there's nothing to protect. There's nothing to, you, you, we don't have to have any other conversations about anyone else. We don't have to, he, it, I, I just don't get it. Because, like, even with people that are, like, people that are, like, I don't care if he, if the music is separate, but you're, you're purposely choosing to, like, ignore the fact that he's a rapist. He's a rapist. Right. Like, I, this is my thing. I feel like some people could say, if you wanted to, like, defend R. Kelly in some way, shape, or form, that you felt like, wow, I really like his music and I'm not giving that shit to fuck up. Fuck y'all niggas. Right? That's one thing, right? That's one one thing, and that's terrible, and I feel ways that I do about it, but it is what it is. But to say R. Kelly has taken advantage of young women and young men, right? And I don't care about that, right? There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that anyone can do about that, and I'm just going to continue not only to like listen to his music but to support him as an artist. That's where I feel like I have... like real problems with yeah i just don't get it <laughs> yeah i i'm still trying to understand like how that's not something like it's one thing to be like oh he said some homophobic shit 10 years ago and apologized for it. i'm not fucking with him he is actively locking in this pr- mm-hmm. Women, like young women in a house. There are women that have never seen their family, haven't seen their families in years. They haven't seen their families since they were in high school. And you're you're saying like, I, I at this point I don't need, I can't even like wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Um, like all of those other things are like true. All of those other things are true. Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Why I don't I don't know why we're comparing why again why are we comparing to whiteness because whiteness, whiteness. is not the standard <laughs> why are we comparing him to this white man because whiteness is not the standard Period. white men do weird fucked up shit okay Ed Buck is a sick fuck a sick like, fuck um let's also we haven't heard anything about that still haven't I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some still. research on the, at the end of the day today um okay two last couple of things one um and also. Um, with Erica Badu, Erica Badu said in her, her, um, in her, at her concert, she said, we have to love R. Kelly. We have to forgive him. Number one, he has never admitted to apologize. So I'm not forgiving shit. I'm not forgiving shit. Fuck him. Two, forgiveness also, um, Amanda Seals said this on her Breakfast Club interview and I suggest this is also one of my three things to stand. Amanda Seals' Breakfast Club interview was fucking amazing. Mm. Um, she said that forgiveness does not 
make, make people less accountable. Right. Forgiveness does not change the accountability portion. Right? Like, I can forgive you, and I can still, like, hold you accountable, and I can still ask you to answer for your actions. Yeah, like, what? Absolutely. So, Erica yeah. Badu, if you're going to be on that shit, you got to be on both sides. Get you somebody that can do both, or be somebody that can do both. Um, cool. My quick thing, Escape from Reality, my reality TV this week. Um, I didn't really, Black Ink Crew was kind of corny this week. That's really all I watched. I did catch the first episode of Celebrity Big Brother. How is that? Um, whatever. It's, I don't really, I'm not really into Big Brother, but like. What's my face? Nicole is like. Yeah, she, you know, she's obsessed. That's how I used to watch. Her and the other Nicole, both Nicoles, used to watch it and I used to watch it with them sometimes. Um, and so that's how I kind of got into it. But the only black people that are on it, um, Ricky Williams, Tamar. um, yeah, Ricky Williams, they used to be in the NFL, uh, Tamar Braxton and Candy Burris from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was about to say from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but she's actually from Escape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, her. and don't think I'm not. Um, <laughs> so I think those are the only black Bring people. She also wrote on uh, Ariana Grande's also new album. Scrubs. Did she? Yeah, apparently. The one that's just about to come out. Yeah, the one or, that's about to come um, out. Ariana Grande is forever putting out. F- she drops more music than Rihanna when Rihanna did. Remember when okay, Rihanna let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Okay. Because <laughs> I felt that personally, and I have a lot to say about Rihanna. A lot of positive things. Um, really soon. I just want to do like a Rihanna dedication okay. portion because Rihanna. The fucking icon, period. Rihanna used to drop, okay? Period. Two times a year. Um, Two times a year at least. That's how Ariana Grande is dropping, dropping. Exactly. So Ariana Grande's new song is is a bop too. It's a bop too, but it should be a Rihanna song. Um yeah. but okay. Let's do three things to stand. Um Do you have your three things? Okay. So I'm just gonna like lump all my music together. Mm-hmm. So, um, James Blake, who we have talked about before as one of our favorite artists, James Blake j- recently dropped an album, which is so good. It's very, very good. It's very good. It reminds me of, like, old James yes. Blake. He also has Metro on there. Um, Travis Scott's on there, too. Andre 3000, Trav- Travis Scott, a lot of bops on there. My favorite song is uh, Can't Believe the Way We Flow. Mm, love that. That is the best song. That is, like, the best song. So good. Um, J. Cole recently just dropped a song. Uh, Dreamville actually is was doing, like, a whole big rollout. Um, I really just like Dreamville because of Ari Lennox. I love Ari Lennox. Yo, I wanted I to... Um, I just wanted to pause on this for one second because, yes, I love Ari Lennox. It was really funny to see her and J. Cole on Instagram live because she does lives all the time. And she then, does, like, funny lives. Yeah, he couldn't like, figure out how to, like, exit it. Like, it was just real funny because <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to get off. Oh, man. Um, um, J. Cole just dropped Middle Child, which was like his was like a single, mm-hmm. which was so fucking good. Niggas really don't like J. Cole is what I've realized. No, I really, I mean, I definitely understand no, why like, people feel like the music's a little sleepy sometimes because I've been there. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. his past few, like this last KOD, KOD. was incredible yeah. and like everything he's been putting out is incredible. Um, one thing I do want to call out while we're here, should have been a tweet on fire. But um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but there was uh, a woman who was a journalist, I believe, like a music journalist. And she just pointed out that there were no women invited to, like there were journalists invited to the Dreamville recordings, but there were no Mm -hmm. women. And J. Cole, like nobody from the camp like actually responded, but who did respond was just a bunch of like trash ass men 
who were just like, oh, they didn't want no bitches there. We didn't want no distractions. Like, it wasn't about getting no... No, we're literally talking about, like, having a balance of opinion in a room and in a space. Right. But, I think that women, when it comes to um, creativeness and um, specifically music and writing, I think that women hold a different... Like, you just want to have diversity and perspective, right. like, different perspectives it's the, on things. It's the, so I don't understand. Yeah. It's the same way, basically, that you can get a really tone-deaf commercial, right? Or you can get the uh, monkey on the whatever hoodie, you know what I mean, from H&M, because there were no black right. people in the room making decisions. Right. Like, and no one... And when you don't have no women in the room making these decisions or saying, like, hey, you know what, That's that sounds a little off, right? Then mm -hmm. you get to the point where your album comes out, and now people are talking about you're canceled because you said something that was insensitive. Right. And really, you could have just had, like, the diverse opinions there. But anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, also, I've been listening to an artist uh, called Isla Blue. Um, I saw that, yeah. She is so good. She. This is what I wanted to talk about, um, ra racial ambiguity. I can't tell what she is, which makes her super easy to market. Mm. Um, so I'm going to keep, you know, keep my eye out. Okay. Because... People, girls like that, Sabrina Claudio, you know, those... You can always dip a, dig up a nigger tweet or two. You can... Exactly. So, um, but her, she has a, like, a short little EP. I think it's six songs, mm -hmm. five songs. Um, and it's called War and Raindrops. And that is really, really good. Um, it actually came out in, like, November, December, but it's super good. Um, as well as a Boogie just dropped the album he's like a west coast rapper but he kind of sounds like um kendrick like singy okay a little singy but it's his album is so fucking good i heard he that has, and i thought um, people were talking about a boogie who i'm not listening to no so, no okay. no no west side boogie it's like ws boogie but he just goes by boogie he has um eminem on here he has jid jid's verse or jid i don't what i think it's jid whatever yeah, yeah. jid's verse on soho is so fucking good like, he ran it so bad. And I also, I don't know, Complex, um, Hot New, hot new Hip Hop, whoever, reach out to me. Because I be saying all this stuff And then people now, be blowing. And then people be, like, saying it, like, a week later. So, <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever needs your girl's help, I'm here. But um, also, my last thing to stand is Amanda Seals again. I stand her last week. Well, I stand HBO last week for just for the, the content of with black women. Mm -hmm. But um, this week, so tonight, her, today is Saturday. So tonight, her um, HBO special comes out. And I realized that she is the, well, she said this in her Breakfast Club interview. She's the second black woman to have a, com a comedy HBO special. The first was Wanda Sykes. Wow. Now it's Amanda Seals. Wow. Um, mm hmm. And um, Amanda Seals was on The Breakfast Club, and her and Charlamagne are cool. And um, she's, like, been on the, the Breakfast Club a couple times. And she had a really, really good interview, and she basically talked about um, just about how her whole brand is basically to empower black women. She said that's what her stand-up is about. She said, um, so she, like, basically cried on there. Yeah, I saw that. Like, that's the clip I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, she said that she, she was, like, just happy to be in a space where she could, like, do it on this platform and have HBO to back her. So, yeah, even, like, it was a really good um, what I saw that I loved was just, like, when she started, like, tearing up was basically, 
Like, I was trying to figure this out a couple of years ago, and now it's, like, kind of mm-hmm. figured out, and it just feels incredible, so. Mm-hmm. She was saying how so many times she, and she has her hand in so many things. She has a podcast. She does, like, stand-up of, like, a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, she has, like, a show called Smart, Funny, and Black. She um, does a bunch of shit, and she said, I just didn't know. She said, and I've been, like, using my own money. She said, and I was going to do this either way. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm just glad I didn't have to use my own money and somebody figured it out for me but she was like um yeah she was like i've been trying to figure it out for so long like and charlamagne was saying how like he used to be in in her basement helping her with like shit like this and she was saying i've been trying to figure out how i was gonna do it but i was gonna do it yeah (laughs) and she was like really 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 that's incredibly inspiring it was amazing to see like yeah it was super inspiring um, all right, I'm gonna give my three things. Actually, I kind of have four things too. So this is like the, a lot of things to say and show. Um, <laughs> and then we'll wrap it up. All right, so really quick. First, um, who do I want to Oh, I already talked about Trigger Warning briefly. Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Um, yeah, I started that. Excuse me, is on Netflix and really great show. Uh, it just tackles issues within the black community. Um, it's meant to be a little bit triggering. Um, and it's really interesting. I'll leave it at that. No spoilers. Cause I just want people to watch it and I want people to be enriched by it. Um, number two. So I don't, I think I might've said this on here last week or maybe I just said it to you, but I had a dream that I met Beyonce. Did I say that? Mm, no. Okay. I did. I had a dream that I met Beyonce. We were like 18 inches away from, it was me, her and blue Ivy. And this was like about two weeks ago. Um, and then last week, um, I tagged one of Beyonce's like tour photographers in uh, like a little gif um, or a little video or whatever that he had done, and his name is uh, Dave Malave, I believe. M A L. Dave Malave. Dave Malave. That's what I thought his name was originally, but <laughs> Dave D A V E M A L A V E. That is also his like Instagram handle. Um, he does like all of the high quality, like the HQ uh, gifs. And, like, loops and just, like, really great, uh, like, imagery from the On The Run tour. Um, and he's uh, really great. So I tagged him in something. And then he, like, liked my post. And I just felt like, okay, this is a couple days after I had the dream that I would meet Beyonce. So I was at least one step closer. Um, so Dave Malave. Uh, standing <laughs> for him this week. Um, I am reading a book. Um, wow, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I said I was announcing the first book today. Okay, so yeah, we'll do that, that right at, uh, with the mantra. Um, but yeah, I'm reading a book. It's called steal like an artist. Um, I'll give reporting on it when it's done, but it's incredible so far. Um, I found that reading digitally and we'll talk about this too, like that reading digitally is helpful for me, um, because I can take notes and have the notes be like organized and just kind of already ready. Um, which is dope and amazing. So, uh, steal like an artist. Uh, the author is Austin Cleon, K-L-E-O-N, I believe. Um, and last thing, I'm going to link this, uh, in the show notes, but there's an article in Vulture, um, about Monique. You read that? Okay. It was such a good read because like, you know how you see something from a Twitter link and you click on it and then you're just like, "Mm, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you don't read a whole article. That was a good one. I read read this on start to finish. Yes. And I literally said, this is one of my favorite things that I've read all year. Um, I fuck with her. I, and I was thinking, Monique like, don't give a fuck about you niggas and I mm-hmm. love that I love that she like she doesn't care about the people not worth caring about but she does care about all the people that are worth caring about like she was talking right. about Whippy Goldberg and how Whippy Goldberg was like oh well you just need to you know sit down and blah 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 and just like relax and blah blah and she said Whippy like basically not to her but like in the article like you're the help you always been the help 
You know what I mean? And right. so you don't got no problem being the help. Um, I'm not trying to be the fucking help. I'm trying to help open doors for other people so that people right. don't got to go through this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? And so I respect that. Shout out to you, Queen. I know me and Monique going to run into each other. We just going to be niggas together. My sweet baby. My sweet And if she want me to run up on um, Lee Daniels, say less. <laughs> I'm the nigga for it. Oh, my God. Um, so those are my, my things to stand this week. Um, I'm going to let you take it away for closing mantra and announcing the book club. Okay. So you guys know I've been reading fucking nonstop, preparing for the book club, and I wanted to, um, announce the first book. I said that we weren't going to start till February. Um, but y'all niggas got time to get the book now because whatever. Um, so the first book is... Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Can you insert some shit? Here? Hey, it's gonna be dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> um, it's called "What a Time to Be Alone." Mm. Yes, um, it basically is not. It's not like a novel or anything. It's not even a self. I wouldn't even say it's a self help book, but um, it's a short read. So I started y'all off with some shit that y'all can power through, um, and it's visually pleasing. So um, it's by. Chidra Uruguay, um, African, young African girl. She's probably like 23, 24. She has um, a bunch of TED Talks okay. to, as well. So um, her name is the Sunflower, like the Slum Flower. Okay, um, yeah. But she's basically, you, you, yeah, you probably follow her on Twitter. But this is the first book. Um, it actually, I've like been quoting it a lot and I've been posting it a lot and everybody has been asking me like what book are you reading what book are you reading i'm like y'all niggas gotta wait (laughs) um so this is the this is the first book it's called what a time to be alone um and it's the sunflower's guide to why you are already enough so i'm going to start the year off with that one um i'm not going to tell you really what it's about because you you have to read it so i will be checking in i'll be asking y'all on twitter and like starting some questions and stuff like that but that's the first book um and the mantra comes from the book, and I've been posting this as well, um, this week's mantra is lower your expectation of others and raise your expectations of yourself. Amen. That's a big amen. A big one. So get the book. Niggas, leave me alone now because we're starting the book club. Yeah, we're going to do, um, I'll do my part in terms of like posting the links, make sure that that's all available to people. Yes. Um, we'll do maybe like an Amazon link or something. Yeah, it's $12 on Amazon. It's like 7 for like Kindle if you read online. I personally like to get hard, hard physical copies of books, um, but that's just me. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, Jam will post all that shit. And I'll be posting it when the episode drops. I'll be posting it again. So it's lit. Okay, it's lit. Well, that was our show. This is um, another good one. Another long one forever. Um, But here we are. All right, bye.